0: Hey, popping in here at the beginning to say that the same problem I had on the last episode, I have on this episode. So, uh, my guest here is going to be lagging quite a bit, about a second behind uh, everything that I say, which means that I begin talking over the ends of his sentences. Uh, I'm not interrupting him. Um, I'm not that much of a jerk. I just am having some technical problems that it's taking yeah, several days, and probably going to be a couple of weeks before I can actually get it lined out to where it's working properly. So thank you very much for listening, and please uh, indulge me this little technical issue. Due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Files. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dino Files. This is episode number 22, and I am Dino, of course, because I'm on every single one of these things, because I have to be. So I'm here with Thomas Ginger Extraordinaire Zachary. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Doing quite well, man. Happy to hear you. The I am boys, doing how are you well. I am
0: uh, just trying to make sure that this thing doesn't kill me. <laughs> My whole situation's held together with duct tape and bailing wire, so.
1: You want zip ties? Come in real handy, and if they don't do the job, <laughs> right after where you go.
0: I would agree with that. Oh look, I never changed the scene. Wonderful. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm. I'm having a good time, man. Having a good time trying to make sure all this stays working. My. Goodness, a million things just broke as I started the show.
1: <laughs> Irony being as such, that's the only time okay. they would I think
0: break. it should be fixed now. The, the stream is going to be a little sketchy at the beginning, but uh, I think things are good to go.
1: Um, if it wasn't, I won't
0: be How is it? Uh, how's it been, man? What have you been up to?
1: I'll tell you what I've been up to not a lot of shit except making a ton of art. Uh being unemployed still has afforded me quite the amount of free time to express myself and that, I'm taking full advantage.
0: Uh actually sounds pretty fun.
1: <laughs> you know, we can make my case. I'm, uh, I'm
0: I'm really I I follow the stuff that you do and I I kind of watch what goes on with your uh with your uh various projects and stuff like that I like to watch i mean I'm on Instagram i believe I follow you and a couple other places
1: yeah that's that's where I, it.
0: I uh i really enjoy it i think it's i think it's really good stuff that you do uh what's tell the people because this is probably somebody's first show Every show is somebody's first show what's uh what's the stuff that you like to make
1: stuff I like to make is uh Heavily geometric-inspired with the platonic solids and uh, sacred geometry. And it's uh, neon colors and pointillism and glow-in-the-dark and black-like goodness. And uh, there's there's a large uh, variety to it or as much as I can try to create. There's some of it behind
0: me. I really here enjoy on the it. Wall. You showed us some of the stuff on the last show you were on. I'm, I'm very happy with the stuff that you make. I think it's very cool.
1: A lot, of, a lot of those things I recently just got prints made for. Plug, plug the FC here. And uh, it'll be up, updated mm-hmm. there pretty soon. I'll have all my prints available. And was that? And do that, was whole that deal. Twisted Wrist just or you the got? Twisted wrist? Uh, the twisted wrist. The twisted wrist. If you don't do it just right, you find some lady that makes jewelry, although it's <laughs> glorious. It okay.
0: All right, man. How do you feel about jumping into some stories? Okay. Let's hear it, man. Story, so, story. how do you feel about. Executing people
1: for treason. <laughs> I I like this article a lot because this the author of this one is just pulling out all the stops, going to the logical extent, all the way to you know down the rabbit hole. But the likelihood of this occurring, I think, is very very low. But as a thought <laughs> exercise, I think it's perfect. So it's a fun read, but it's it highly is. unlikely. But you know, it's when you're ice
0: cream and the yeah the uh this this and this I think is indicative and I, and I want to kind of tie this into some of the stuff we're going to talk about a little bit later about just the violence and the the kind of bloodthirst that people have in this political climate that seems utterly ridiculous yet it's there, and it's frightening there um frighteningly there i just uh, i'm I'm a little disappointed in the way that people are behaving now.
1: That's damn right. Well, this is course. a
0: a medium post that was written by Jason Fuller, uh, and I'm just going to read just the, the very relevant portion. It's um, <laughs> it's a uh, wishful thinking on the part of someone who I guess feels like death is super cool for people he doesn't like, and <laughs> that is um, draining the swamp means not only this is quote from the uh, source. Draining the swamp means not only ejecting Trump from the presidency, but also bringing himself and everyone assisting in his agenda up on charges of treason. They must be convicted. There's little room to doubt their guilt. Apparently he's a lawyer, too. And then, upon receiving guilty verdicts, they must all be executed under the law. Anything less than capital punishment or at least life imprisonment without parole in a maximum security detention facility, there he's already walked back as principles, apparently. We'll send you yet another We'll send yet another message to the world that America has lost its moral compass. In order for America's morality and leadership to be restored, it must rebuke Donald Trump, his entire administration, and his legislative agenda in the strongest manner possible, and nothing would do more than to convict him of the highest offense defined by our Constitution and then to deliver the ultimate punishment. Donald Trump deserves nothing less.
1: You know, I think this person is extremely patriotic. <laughs> and just did everything but, did everything but say. Uh, I, frankly. If they, they, followed, they went all the way to the end of the rabbit hole. They, they played with this thought. I, I they got really happy about
0: I, it. I don't think you're wrong. The uh, oh man, people are actually saying other people should be killed over politics, man.
1: They must not have a whole lot to worry about otherwise.
0: I mean, in this person, I, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to drill down into the nitty gritty of the definition of treason because this is about the Russia collusion and we're not at fucking war with Russia, and so you can't be treasonous with Russia. <laughs> There's a. <laughs> treason is, is very, very tightly defined and it, it has to do very specifically with helping people with whom the United States is at war and last i rem- last i checked we weren't at war with russia so
1: yeah not officially yet
0: <laughs> perhaps economically but um this kind of thing man i uh stuff is just heating up like really bad i thought it would cool off i thought it would be i thought we would get like You know, a a couple of months away from the election and everybody kind of cool off and it'd be back to sort of business as usual and all the boring bullshit politics we always talk about. But it's getting fucking hot in here, dude. (laughs) I
1: I think this is the politics as usual, or at least the norm we should be becoming accustomed to. I don't like that. That's my opinion. That's how I see it.
0: You're probably right, man. I don't see us being able to go back. And by us, I mean society.
1: I don't. Well, what? It's, it's really funny to see to see the swing in contrast. Uh, Obama being elected was was a swing in one direction, and it was a pretty yeah. good swing. But now, the swing back has been much more intense and uh, violent, and filled with hatred and animosity. It's it's a much further swing back than it was a swing out. I agree, the and context, it's.
0: Exactly, and I think part of the problem too is that the pendulum's swinging very widely as you said, and I I'm not sure if it'll ever ever settle back to the middle. I think people have only gotten more angry, more incensed more ingrained in their left, right wherever they think they fall on that spectrum, people have only become more determined to rule the world based on their ideology, and it's I don't know if it's ever going to settle back to the I
1: think we'll just have to bounce between extremes and and find where we can (laughs) tread lightly in between.
0: Oh, God. I've said it before. uh, You know, Western society is collapsing. I mean, and this kind of stuff... This kind of...
1: that's, that's been the of I'm
0: for <laughs> quite a this kind of stuff isn't even specific to the U.S. Man, like you got shit like Brexit and Theresa May, and that's that's you know, yeah. We'll talk but about all that is minutes. is pretty much as dramatic as sort of Trump here. I mean, the Brexit thing, Brexit's freaking huge in the U.K. It's as big as Trump in the U.K. So. Stuff, stuff just keeps getting wilder and now to the point where people are posting online in their own words that people should be killed.
1: Well, that could have been said, or was said, you know, eight years ago, six years Absolutely. ago, four years ago. But it, it it wasn't reacted to in the same way. They're like, oh, that's some crazy racist fellow. that doesn't like President Obama and but now they're saying about, you know, X-Random White Guy, and they're being way more serious about it now. for some uh, reason.
0: Everybody's getting more radical. Everybody. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Again, me being who I am, I can just kind of sit back and watch people try to convince themselves that their preferred politician is any different from any other politician. <laughs> but... It's just, it's one of those things I'm not. I just, I don't like it. I don't like where this is going. not comfortable. Oh, I know. Oh, shapers. Yes, Bloomberg, <laughs> I'm using an ad blocker. And also, you have an autoplay video. This is.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> autoplay videos. Mm-hmm. The oh, way away. out, I hope <laughs> so. That <They laughs> makes so angry.
0: Um, all right. Well, the next story is airport scanners and the end of the laptop and liquids bans. Um, they've they've released these new. They've basically introduced these new airport scanners that use CT technology, um, and they're supposed to be like way better at seeing stuff, which is fine. And this is a, a Bloomberg story that I got this from. But
1: which which member of government? Yeah. Is that? I don't know. I I don't know. figure the house, like, who, who, what guy wearing a tie? Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad.
0: <laughs> I'm so glad. Because immediately, and I, I don't know, but you know this kind of thing. It doesn't seem, okay, it doesn't seem strange to me that we get a laptop ban and a liquids ban and all of a sudden they are banning everything, man, they're banning all the stuff you want to take on a plane, blah, blah, blah. And then a company comes out and they're like, We've got just the product for you.
1: <laughs> well when uh, when the TSA was enacted and all all the whatnots back in the day, the uh, the body scanners that they put in damn near every uh, every decently sized to large airport in the United States automatically shelled out some cash or yeah. the government subsidizes one way or the other. But who was it in, in the Congress that owned it? I I should remember this, but at the moment I don't. But it was someone in Congress that got a big old fat check.
0: The TSA has tested two of the devices and plans to place one of each in airports later this year to study how they operate in the trying environment of airport security lanes. The devices are built by IDSS and L3 Technologies, Inc. L3. L3 is a thing. L3 has connections elsewhere.
1: Well, is that going to help him catch the one better out of the ten that makes it through? No, man. This is all bonanza. If if they, if they can even improve to two out of ten, that's that's a one hundred percent improvement. What are they going to well, do with themselves? They're going to yeah, exactly. Well, this is the
0: thing. They, um, Michael Tschernys, Christopher uh, Kubasik, Ralph Ambrosio, Todd Gunner, Richard Cody. These are the executives at L three. Yeah, um, I, I just all these. All, this is a this is just a bonanza. That's all this is. This is just we are gonna make and sell new machines. They're not supposed to be helpful. They're just supposed to sell.
1: Well, they're fueled by the sensationalism. So yeah, definitely, exactly.
0: Um, I just. The current X-ray machines at airports shoot two views of a bag or or bin, providing TSA screeners a color view of the interior. While superior to earlier generations of X-ray machines, they have their limitations. In tests by government agents, screeners frequently miss weapons and simulated bombs. We know this because every time TSA has been tested by the FBI, they fucking failed. TSA has never actually caught anything. They failed... In total, they failed about 95, I think it was 95, it was in the 90th percentile, percent of the time when tested by the FBI to see if they could catch anything.
1: And you say that. People <laughs> right?
0: They're They're an ineffective agency. And outside of being an ineffective agency, the actual bombers that have gotten on planes, underwear and shoe, respectively, um... They were not stopped by TSA. They were stopped by passengers.
1: Can, can we also, like, side side conversation here, talk about how Donald Trump plans to modernize the FAA? Yeah, go
0: ahead. Can we talk about I, I that? I haven't looked into it very much. Some shit.
1: Okay, so what he's going to do is make a uh, public-private partnership mm-hmm. with... Uh, Whoever he deems, you know, uh, I don't know the selection process for this, but that's the thing. They're going to go from a radar-based technology to a satellite GPS-based technology. Generally make things more efficient by taking that route, which I understand. But the fact that he's making a public-private partnership out of it and not giving the FAA the reins to, like, uh, invite people for their own advisory committee like the president himself did when he was... uh, you know, his economic advisory committee, mm-hmm. right after he took office, I think he could extend the same sort of courtesy to the FAA and reach out to the people they feel yeah. knows what the hell they're doing, not some appointed group of people. That well, there, this the, the, is going to be a little bit clunky and way too slow, just because. Yeah. Of and your the president.
0: the public-private partnership One thing always—that's just a—that's a to me that's like a dog whistle for corruption. In every case. Well,
1: they're definitely going to... They're definitely going to try and pull some military-grade <laughs> shenanigans. No doubt about it.
0: <laughs> military-grade shenanigans. That's the title of the episode.
1: Well, I man, if they're going to be using the GPS signals and whatnot, and they're going to be updating their technology, they're going to be definitely trying to get the stuff for the next 10, 15 years that nobody can really you know jack around with.
0: So they're going to need something
1: that military doesn't have but is I agree. right there on top of
0: it I just think there's a, a anytime all of these public private partnerships and stuff the the, the term's been used I've heard it the most with respect to uh online content and like a public private partnership for policing online content with you know the likes of Facebook and stuff like that that's where I've heard that term the most is in that context and so that just screams to me that there's corruption going on here.
1: Or at least an open door port to some degree. There's there's going to be some motives and agendas play out inside there somewhere. We I agree,
0: agree. entirely. Um, all right. Let's go on. Did you look at this story here on uh, Mint Press News?
1: Uh, which, one, which one is that? I mean, yes. Yeah, Aleppo Boys like Papa. Is Oh, well, why Why does this not surprise me? A little bit more sensationalism. Let's take this picture. Let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story. That
0: here. is exactly right.
1: Um... Well, the guy's dad's on Twitter like my boy. Is <laughs> all <day with> shit. <laughs> that's, that's really the bottom line here. The boy's okay. That picture has been over-demonicized and over-circulated for cross purposes. That's just, that's just, that is fake news. That's, that's it it's all right like there. that
0: that's, though. That's what everything is. I mean, I covered on the last episode the story in the uh the Comey came out and said that the New York Times story about the uh Russia probe was straight up false. Or he said it was um oh he was he said it was in the main it was not true. That was his quote. And
1: what does that well, mean? For what Comey like,
0: was saying was that the tr- story was trumped up bullshit. That's what I heard. Well, yeah, he's speaking yeah, well, then, but the, the it, was a, it was a story published by the New York Times based on anonymous sources who then couldn't be reached after the story was published. And they... And so instead of... Do what?
1: Putin got them... Putin got them, them <laughs> reported. Them anonymous folks. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> done. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but it all that all goes into this sensationalism, where it's, I mean, the New York Times publishes a story, Comey comes out and says, that's not really true, though. And then the New York Times comes out and says, yeah, it is, because we said so. And Comey, under oath, says, no, it's its really not, though.
1: Well, his testimony, he and Jeff Sessions both have been making waves in, in headline right. quotes the last couple of weeks. So if you could just quit that <laughs> at any time. It'd be great. I agree with that. Um, did, did Did you see any of Jeff Sessions' testimony I didn't or watch it. I'm, I think last not even. I'm just so bored of all, all that
0: stuff now. Like after the Comey thing, I sat there and I watched the whole thing, and it was ninety percent useless and boring. There were a few little kernels of interesting stuff there, but man, they're just jerking each other off all the time. They're just it's just masturbatory bullshit. What?
1: Well, Comey's language is at least a bit more direct than Sessions. That's true. But yeah, talk talk about some uh, exorbitant amounts of fellatio <laughs> that's been happening in the government <laughs> the past two weeks. The uh, I guess the meeting that uh, Donald Trump had with all his, his cabinet associates or whatever they they were just talking about how this was the greatest honor of their life. Oh yeah. Just I think that caliber of statements coming out of these men's mouths is it's
0: insanity. Uh,
1: Mean these things that they
0: say. Um, okay. Uh, The the little boy from from uh, oh what was this was in Aleppo. The little boy from Aleppo. Um, Aleppo boy. He um, his name is uh, Omran, and his father is uh, his last name is Daknesh. Is that how you'd pronounce that? I'm not even gonna. But
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know my make it sound terrible i respect the man enough to not push it I, I suppose
0: i don't <laughs> that's,
1: your that's all you're- um he says
0: this is the the dad he says we were at our home in the uh Katergi neighborhood when the strike happened what caused it i don't know we didn't hear any sounds of airplanes or bombing suddenly everything went dark thank god omran's injury was a light injury very light but they exaggerated and made a big deal out of it I was also lightly injured on my head and arm, but they were very mild injuries, Dekaneesh said. Quote, my son Muhammad Ali was taking the trash out when suddenly the incident occurred and he was hit by rubble. His hands were injured and he suffered internal bleeding. Ali ended up at the same hospital as Omran, where he stayed for three days. That was the end of that quote, by the way. Ali ended up at the same hospital as Omran, where he stayed for three days before passing away. Quote, I went there to find them and take them out of there. I needed some stitches, but I didn't get them done there. I didn't trust them. I asked the nurse elsewhere to do it. So this goes on to talk about the white helmets and how shaky and sort of uh, sketchy an organization they are. And it it's it's a very interesting story, but the Aleppo boy, all that stuff is all horse shit and it was used for further sensationalism. There was-
1: you know, if they were really looking for a story, they were looking at the wrong kid. Who? If they were digging for it, they could have yeah, a story exactly, about his brother. Yeah, exactly, the one that actually died. You know, to the whole family, and, yeah. and cuts and bruises.
0: I just, I, this, why are we surprised by this? Or, I guess we're not, but why is anybody surprised by this? That media is all sensationalism and bullshit. Why does that surprise anyone?
1: It does when you ask the person to turn off Fox News. (laughs) It's true. People just don't expose themselves to a a, a enough media. So well, the little ways they get it, wasn't it?
0: Well, I gotta tell you, man. Gotta tell you, it's gonna be a problem. Do not tweet, kill yourself anymore.
1: Well, you know, I thought about that, and the last time I did that, I decided not to do it because that's just that's, well, that's silly.
0: Apparently, it's it's beyond silly. Just the whole- uh, That's the kind of thing, and of course, this is kind of a slippery slope type argument. But that's the kind of thing that's going to get you put in jail, man. After nowadays, this verdict here, no. with this this no. this girl who. <laughs> apparently badgered her boyfriend into killing himself over text message.
1: This was also, what, two years uh, this ago? This just right?
0: ended. This trial just ended.
1: Well, right. But when it actually happened, <laughs> it was a when couple was, of years ago. When the boy So this, this, this lady has had a minute to set with what has happened regardless of the verdict. She didn't look happy to be there. Um, so she's she's had a lot of, a lot riding yeah. up to this moment. So uh, I don't know if she really thought she was going to get off, but uh, the the verdict on this one could have been helped by laws that weren't in place and yep. or don't exist. There, she she played out into a very legal gray, gray area. It is a area, one.
0: and I believe uh, I think I had anyway. Let me look. No, I don't have it.
1: But they didn't the state i don't remember where they're at but they define manslaughter by the the state in the article and you by that definition and how they're looking at it it sort of makes sense but uh the fact that there is little clarification one way or the other about the entire situation in an awful context really doesn't help anyone exactly
0: um from usa today i'm just going to give a little bit of backstory and uh kind of flesh out what's going on because a lot of people seem to think that that's what she did. Was she just like texted, "kill yourself," and then he did it, and then she's guilty of that? That's not exactly what happened, but um, it's. I see that as a slippery. I see this as a slippery slope to that, where tweeting "kill yourself" to somebody and then they actually do it, and you're on the hook for that now. I um, just to read from this. Well,
1: if anything, if anything, that well, oh yeah, quieter. there's, there's
0: got to be some kind of uh, code against that I don't know. It's. It's weird, and I think reason is reason or Mises one will probably have something up about it uh, before too long. But I didn't see anything there. I will just read from this real quick uh, from USA Today. Cyberbullying has become an increasingly dangerous byproduct of the social media revolution. The issues range from the growing phenomenon of revenge porn to the long-standing practice of trolling, trolling, trolling. They're, ugh.
1: but. Go, go them for shout out to the revenge Report, because you, you never did. really hear that. To make um,
0: while many states nope. have laws on the books nope. aimed directly at those who abuse social platforms to harm others, Carter's case was tried in a state that does not have a standalone crime on the books for encouraging suicide. In Massachusetts, an involuntary manslaughter charge can be brought when an individual causes the death of another person by engaging in behavior that is considered reckless enough to cause harm. A law against encouraging suicide would have made the case both more straightforward and less sensationalist. Uh, Medwood says we probably shouldn't, we probably wouldn't be talking now if they'd had that law. Carter could face as many as 20 years in jail if there had been a specific law she might have even pled guilty, Frank says. Its legality aside, Medwood says the verdict may encourage parents to pay closer attention with their children are texting to their friends. While social outrage over Carter's role in Roy's suicide is understandable, if the verdict stands, the concern is that it could send a message to prosecutors to pursue cases like this. As lawyer uh, Medwood says, as lawyers, that makes us concerned the law is being stretched. Medwood adds that, in theory, a friend who simply expresses sympathy for a despondent friend's desire to take their own life could soon be held liable for that death. Don't forget, or quote, don't forget there's still a big societal debate, should be social debate, societal debate going on about assisted suicide, he says. This sort of, quote, this sort of verdict could imply that anyone being sympathetic to a loved one could be at fault. Franks agrees that the positive public takeaway from this case should be being more careful about what you say, which is not a bad thing, but we need to be concerned with justice in this case. She's being held accountable as if this were a homicide. So,
1: yeah, she, uh, her, her actions did not directly result in this, this boy's death, but we cannot say that they did not play some, some large aspect in his decision. Now, she, she didn't start the car, she didn't shut the door. Uh, you know, he, he basically popcorn sucked himself, and he did it all by himself. Uh, he had, when she, but when he, when he texted her,
0: he was like, "I'm scared," and she texted him to get back in the car. And it's like I'm not arguing. Look, I'm. Yeah. I see this as being very sketchy. That communication, like communication that happens prior to a death, can be a can be considered to be it can be murder. I just, it, it, for communication to cause murder for me is a scary legal leap to make.
1: Well, it is, and it did. It did not benefit her case any. That there is no already established legal framework for this. Now, if there is on another state level or in a federal level, I'm not I'm not aware. But I really think uh, if other similar cases were not considered from other arenas, then maybe need the prosecution or the defense could all yeah. the homework.
0: Um, Matthew Siegel, the legal director of the ACLU of Massachusetts, released the following statement quote. Mr. Roy's death is a terrible tragedy, but it is not a reason to stretch the boundaries of our criminal laws or abandon the protections of our Constitution. There is no no law in Massachusetts... Uh, making it a crime to encourage someone or even to persuade someone to commit suicide, yet Miss Carter has now been convicted of manslaughter based on the prosecution's theory that, as a 17-year-old girl, she literally killed Mr. Roy with her words. This conviction exceeds the limit of our criminal laws and violates free speech protections guaranteed by the Massachusetts and U.S. constitutions. The implications of this conviction go far beyond the tragic circumstances of Mr. Roy's death. If allowed to stand, Miss Carter's conviction could chill important and worthwhile end-of-life discussions between loved ones across the Commonwealth. So...
1: I don't really see how this whole, whole, this whole case plays into any context for assisted suicide. I know they make a claim in, in the article, but I really don't see how they're tied because Assisted suicide isn't malicious. exactly. This and and malicious. here's the
0: thing, too. This that's not really what worries me about this. What worries me about this is that the the fact that they can say that her words were a murder weapon, effectively.
1: Well, let's let's look at this too. She was actually she was communicating via text message. How many times did she tell this human being to go do this, and and and, and why? Well, it was how, many times. Like, I mean, often, there's no how,
0: real, there's no real argument that she wanted him there, to kill himself, and she told him to. Like, that was that is true. But the argument about whether or not her expressing a desire for him to do something makes her culpable of his actions.
1: Well, her the frequency and and you know how often and, and to what extreme did she do this would also play a lot to uh, detail her intent. Like, if she just did it once because she's pissed off, that's something else other than if she consistently badgered the man. Yeah. Well, to me, if,
0: if she did, and I haven't seen the, the actual logs or anything, but from what I understand from some of the sources that I've listened to, um, she she was fairly consistently encouraging this, but at the same time, to me, that's just harassment. <laughs> like, I don't see that
1: as... as yeah. Maybe, may, maybe criminal. Maybe
0: makers. you can make maybe. that argument, but I, I see that as very plainly just harassment. I don't see words as being capable of killing.
1: Yeah, if you if you were to look at these her actions outside of the context of this this human's death, then it just sounds like you got one too many yeah. phone calls you didn't want to get. Yeah,
0: it's, it's I would agree. More with or less that. I just don't. I, I don't. Um, I don't know, man. It's. I think it's gonna get weird because now that this has happened. Here's the thing. This is gonna have to be. If if she, I'm not. I, I want to stop short yeah, of. There's,
1: yeah, yes. Yes. I, 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 I want
0: to stop short of defending her because she's a shitty fucking person who needs to not. Fucking talk to people
1: well, like that's <laughs> like she's, she's
0: an awful fucking human being, and I'm not going to say she's not I'm not defending her at all. what I am saying though is that words equal murder weapon is a scary scary fucking precedent to set man
1: yeah that that's murky
0: waters yeah it's it's frightening to me that that would be the outcome of a case
1: i don't Well, then, then, you know, every book and poem and piece of literature you could consider a handgun. I see these, too. I
0: see see social justice warriors. I see some of these social justice warriors who are actually fucking insane. Um, And there are many. You can go and and look at videos of social justice warriors losing their fucking minds, actually behaving as insane people. Um, For... For just because they saw something in it and they, 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 they thought it would be appropriate to behave in whatever way. Um, I see this becoming an issue where if you say something offensive and somebody fucking kills themselves or cuts themselves or what the fuck ever, you say something offensive and somebody does that, then you could be held liable for that.
1: Yeah, but just liable. Not liable. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's like
0: under this precedent, you could be, your words could be found to be the causal factor for that damage, for that harm. And I don't like that at all.
1: There's still a degree of separation there that they're totally skipping. Yeah, I know. Like there's the, the autonomy of the receiver in this message. It is. is it is ignoring. entirely being ignored.
0: And I don't, look, I'm not saying they're the same thing, but the, and again, this is a horrible human being who shouldn't fucking be around people, she's bad, but the, The... I don't think that's, I don't want speech to become criminal ever.
1: No, that's that's the—that's
0: the the problem that I see is that this precedent makes speech criminal on some level, and as far as I'm concerned, if speech is criminal on some level, then it can be criminal on any level, and that—that concerns me greatly.
1: Well, we both know we're already on the (laughs) domestic terrorism list. So what? What more? Right. I just
0: followed a ton of people. Fucking. uh, Again, Jeremiah Harding just tweeted out a whole bunch of people on Twitter to follow, and you know, make connections with anarchists and libertarians and stuff. And everyone's just like, "Wow, thanks for compiling the watch list."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just I'm just assuming already that I'm on most of oh, them. Oh, I'm sure and I'm pretty I am. Happy
0: about it. I'm sure I am.
1: But mm. yeah, I, I googled something about being a libertarian once, like five years ago, and I've been <laughs> on it that's the truth.
0: All right, man.
1: Oh, What's funny, that? funny social things. Uh, a sovereign citizen bit off the end of a police officer's finger here in Knoxville the other day, just FYI. I like that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> bit off the end of the man's thumb, what I happened? think. Yeah, what happened? Yeah, bit off wait, the end of his wait, finger. Can you
0: give me a rundown?
1: Uh, it was a traffic stop. It went way left. <laughs> Bad time. <laughs>
0: it went way left.
1: I guess that's one way to describe it. Um, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, well, they pulled him over because he had uh, he had no license plate on his car, <laughs> just like some some flag or some religious symbol. So they had a reason to pull his ass over.
0: <laughs> and he said uh, freedom of movement and uh, other stuff, and then he bit off a cop's finger.
1: Yeah, well, all the things that a sovereign citizen would say to lead lead to a scuffle with uh, a civil protection, and uh, and then they got in a scuffle, and then fingers were bit, and he was, I'm sure, arrested after that.
0: Yeah, he's going to jail. Um, All right, man, do you want to uh, you want to bring it down a little bit, and maybe talk about some people who are just fucking killing each other?
1: Yeah, let's talk about people who are just killing each other. Not, not trying to get everybody, just a few people here and there, and it's those people over there. <laughs> exactly. So. So. All right, covering this one first.
0: Paris was, for this is from NBC News, Paris was hit Monday by yet another suspected terror attack, this time involving a motorist who was killed after he plowed his car into a police convoy heading down... The Sean uh, Elysee, Elyse, Elyse, I think is how you pronounce that. I've been there. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> the suspect's Renault, which was packed with at least two gas canisters, exploded and burst into flames, police said. Several police officers then raced over to the vehicle, smashed the windows, and dragged the would-be assassin from the car while others used fire extinguishers to douse the flames, authorities said. But the, they were too late. The suspect... Uh, the French Interior Ministry tweeted had been neutralized. There were no immediate reports of police officers being injured in the in the incident. Investigators found more weapons and explosives inside the vehicle. So...
1: Oh, first things first here. That is oh, some yeah. movie shit, okay? If, if you want a car to go up in a ball of flames, you don't just ram a car into police officers. You fill it with gasoline. They're trying to make a show here. They're trying to... It, this wasn't just, oh, let's go blow shit up, let's yep. make a spectacle out of this, because that's what everybody sees yep. in the movie. Not that I'm aiming movies, not at all, because that's media, and media is harmless, obviously. But they did it with a certain intent oh, to yeah. make a visual Well, and they've spectacle.
0: also been targeting cops. Um, in April, one Parisian police officer was killed, and two were wounded by a gunman who ambushed their car. Karim Shafuri was later shot dead. ISIS claimed Shooter Shafiri was one of their soldiers, but he was also an ex-con who did time for trying to kill another police officer. So, of course, ISIS... This is the thing about that, too. ISIS
1: is like... You blame him. The guy's just all around a dick. Like He likes to shoot officers, and he likes Islamic extremism. He's got some flawed yeah. decision-making skills. But
0: this is... Uh, again, this is a suspected terror attack. I don't see anything here that convinces me for sure that it's... Uh, Associated with um, extremism, Islamic extremism, but it's, uh, it's, it happened.
1: That's for sure. London and uh, Paris part-
0: and uh, all of Europe is, man. Paris and London and everybody. Yeah. they're
1: It's, uh, I don't, man, I don't like turning on the news once a week, whenever it is that uh, I may do it, and see, you know, uh police officer attacked here, blah, 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 there. It, it's, it's not, not good. It's and not it's, well.
0: uh, that my, honestly, that's why I listen to shows like No Agenda and stuff like that, is that it's it's news from sources who are firmly in the middle, and they don't really make a lot of judgments, they just kind of deconstruct what the media is saying, and it's it's a good way to get news without getting hammered with, uh, fear, you know?
1: That's always nice. Um, because if I can get that, oh, yeah. I'll take it on the
0: side. All right, from CNN in London, the driver of a van that plowed into pedestrians near a mosque in North London has been identified as Darren Osborne, forty-seven, a resident of a resident of Cardiff in Wales, according to multiple UK media outlets. One man died and ten people were injured in the assault. The latest in a series of terror attacks hit the United Kingdom this year. The driver, a white man was wrestled to the ground by members of the public and then arrested at the scene, officials said. He was being held on suspicion of terrorism offenses, police said. Eyewitnesses reported chaotic scenes as the incident unfolded just after midnight, when evening Ramadan prayers had finished. British Prime Minister Theresa May said the attack was directed at Muslims and condemned it as every bit as sickening as deadly Islamist attacks that hit the country in recent months.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad I'm glad this is getting airplay because the other side of of this whole uh, you know Muslim extremism is the extremism that you see yes. reacted back to it. It's it's creating a feedback loop of negative shit in society, and that's the easiest way I know how to put it. It it's more yes. that pendulum swing hey, that's, right there is what, is what Exactly. It's a shame that there are people either <laughs> not sound enough of mine or accepting enough that this is not an unusual or violent reaction in there. Yeah,
0: there are people who just take this as a matter of course and that's one of the things that the the London mayor, after the London attack, when he came out and he was like, this is something we gotta learn to live with you know, it's part of life in the big city and it's like, fuck you, dude why are you
1: Yeah, not, not I yeah, it's, I mean.
0: it's like, I don't, you can't, you, you have to come out and condemn these things. You can't just say, oh, well, that's part of life in the big city, terrorist attacks. Fuck you.
1: There's been an emergency on terrorism since uh, 2015. So they've they has been a year and a half or two almost now where they've just had tight assholes and they don't yeah. know what else to do about it.
0: And then they start arresting people, like what's ridiculous too is that the cops in, in the UK started arresting people for saying things that they don't like about Islam. And, but, and, and yet shit like this with people attacking Muslims and you know, that the the guy in the most recent London attack, not this one, the most recent uh, Islamic extremism based attack uh, was a known extremist and he was freaking on television espousing his views and, 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 so it's... I don't fucking... I don't get it.
1: Well, this act should be or should receive equal condemnation as the rest of them, regardless yeah, I of don't, their story. I, I want to because be very clear that this
0: is, this is not something that I support at all.
1: Oh, yeah. This is no less jacked up in any way, shape, or form. It's just often in the spectrum and should be handled. I agree. The same exact way. Condem- I agree. This is the, the same, same thing.
0: This is uh extremism of another sort. You know? It, it's just it's it's exactly yeah. the same. And I, I, I look I, I have I have things to say about Islam as a religion that people don't like to be said, and that's fine. I mean I, I, I have opinions about that. I'm not gonna go fucking driving a van through people. So
1: <laughs> Right, like, yeah. It I, I even on my worst day when I was pissed off something to my core, whatever that may be that is rocking rocked me fundamentally never have I ever wanted to take my jeep and ran it into yeah. anything
0: that's the that's the whole thing I, I about the difference between holding opinions and and not wanting to kill people for those opinions that that's just why is this blurry why is that line getting blurred it seems obvious
1: Well, it's, what really gets me is the intent, you know, people are just perfectly okay with being malicious in their actions against random strangers for no reason other than yeah. something they have in their head. Now, we could say that that goes back to millennia and antiquity, but, I mean, really? Are, are, are we as as spiteful or as filled with hate enough to think that that's just something we ought to do because it's right? It doesn't make any sense. Really? So yeah, people are like I don't me in a day to make yeah. that happen. I just don't. There's, there's not a day I wake up pissed off and up, pissed off enough and, and go. You know what? Today, damn it, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna blow up people. I'm gonna run them over. I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand why,
0: why this is going to be. I don't understand in this. Sorry. This this really really bothers me. I don't. I don't think there's a, a, this person is obviously, it seems to me not in their right mind in the first place, because if you think that killing, uh, and if you think that attacking an Islamic community is going to make an Islamic community not want to attack you, you're fucking insane.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's, not even an Islamic community. In I agree. Any no, I, I'm with you. But I'm like, just saying, like,
0: with respect to this guy's logic,
1: specifically. somewhere along the line, this fellow like left his yeah. sense of empathy at the door. He, he dropped it. He got rid of it. I don't know if that's something that happened 16 years ago when when he had a bad day at a restaurant or some date blew him off or whatever. You know, there there is a point in time where this person went from normal. You know i see what you're going through to, you know what, yeah. you're going to die. So, I, in my human experience thus far, I've never reached that point. hope I never do. I don't know what it looks like. I don't want to find out. It's
0: one of these things that I just, I can't, and it doesn't stop either because there's another story. Again, extremism, I think, is on the rise everywhere. Uh, the baseball practice shooting. Now, at this point, this is old news. But I haven't had a chance to talk about it on the show yet. Um,
1: yeah. Please tell me you've read some of Rand Paul's quotes about how awesome the Capitol uh, I are.
0: have not really been paying attention to Rand Paul.
1: Oh. Well, he, he did as much dick sucking to the Capitol Police as as did everybody <laughs> in Trump's meeting the other day. So let me tell you, it was intense.
0: <laughs> I uh, auto autoplay videos. God damn it. Okay. From ABC News, what we know about the Congressional baseball shooting. Uh, At least 21 members of Congress were at at the Wednesday morning baseball practice, including Scalise and two U.S. Senators. Staffers and family members were also there. Representative Joe Barton, Republican from Texas, said his 10-year-old son was there when the shooting broke out. Barton was emotional at the news conference Wednesday, saying his son had 25 dads because everyone looked out for him when the gunfire began. That's a strange way to say it.
1: Oh, it how went? sweet is that? <laughs> yeah. How sweet is
0: that? Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, said uh, he was in the batting cage when he heard an isolated gunshot. Then a burst of gunfire erupted, Paul told ABC News. At that point, people were dropping. Scalise was shot around second base, and he crawled a little bit to the outfield. Paul said, Scalise, security detail, exchange fire with the active shooter. Uh, Rand Paul said, these guys were real heroes, and I think without them, everybody probably would have been killed. Steve Scalise is in leadership, and that's the only reason there was security detail there at all. I'm sad that he was shot, but he actually saved everybody's life by being there. Representative Brad Winstrup. Yes. <laughs>
1: well, uh, well, uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Representative Brad Winstrup, Republican from Ohio, a medical doctor, an Iraq war veteran, told Fox News he administered aid police after the shooting stopped. But a uh, putting a compression on his wound. Um so yeah.
1: He was shot in the head, right? Like in, in, in That's lower more abdomen around the waist. He wasn't he wasn't brutally yes. wounded in any way, shape, or form. Like he's a suspected
0: fine. shooter, later identified as James as James Hodgkinson, 66 of Belleville, Illinois was killed in a shootout with police. The immediate motive Oh. The immediate motive for the shooting was uh, has not been fully fleshed out, but Hodgkinson had reported ex- had reportedly expressed strident anti-Republican views on social media and directed particular ire at Trump after he became president. The motive for the shooting has not been fully fleshed out. ABC News, fuck you. You know what this was about.
1: This, this is some Republican that's really tired of other Republicans.
0: This dude uh, this dude hated Republicans. He hated Trump, and he went out and he shot some Republicans. This isn't – you don't have to – ABC, I realize that you're a left-leaning news organization, but you don't have to come out and say that this guy wasn't left himself. It, that's <laughs> fucking disingenuous. This is the kind of shit that I'm sick of
1: with the media. Well, there's, there's, there's self-interest involved in that. There's, there's a good old sense of self-preservation. How dare we tell yep, the truth? Exactly. People with hate.
0: Um, And again, everything was misreported afterward, uh, including the type of weapon that was used. Uh, speaking of this, uh, before I get to this actual article, um, the term, I want to know if you've seen this before the last week or so, the term assault pistol.
1: Uh, does it have a rail <laughs> on it? Because because anything is an assault. Anything. I've got an assault fork <laughs> over here if you really want to go about it. Like, okay, so, I, but no, I, I hadn't heard the term assault pistol. the The term, uh, you know, tactical is a more blanket well, term for those type of things. I suggest but that it's not tactical. No, it's isn't not. even the right word for that. But it's 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 an adjective. About these tools. The most,
0: the, the most recent gun meme that I've seen around is assault pistol. This is fucking everywhere. It's in headlines, it's fucking everywhere. Assault pistol.
1: Well, if, if more people understood that that particular term, if you just attach assault to whatever is just some bullshit, because I can have an assault hammer, shit, if I wanted to hit you with this desk, I'm sick, man, <laughs> I could. It assault could be an assault pen. desk. Like it's <laughs> yeah exactly throw so it at people, but it I don't I don't think that effectively conveys the intent. It's it's putting an easy yeah. label on a tool instead of the person's intent with the tool. The tool is irrelevant. The actions and the intent of the person are what's really in the focus here. Shouldn't be focusing on yeah. the tool at all.
0: Well, in this in this article here. Most media outlets are still reporting that James Hodgkinson used an Hodgkinson. Yes, I'm saying that right. Used an AR-15 in the attack. This is the poster gun, if you will, of the Democratic push for gun control. There's only one problem: Hodgkinson didn't use an AR-15. Did I say one problem? There are clearly many problems that will come to light as we dig deeper into Hodgkinson's past. But the Democrat who worked for the Bernie Sanders campaign doesn't fit the active shooter cliche. The gun, if we are to believe CNN, was actually an SKS, which I've shot. Very fun gun. This early predecessor to the AK-47 was built in Russia as World War II came to a close. It shoots a 762 by 39 cartridge, the same round that defined the iconic Kalashnikov rifles that would follow it. There were millions of them made in Russia and later in China and other communist countries. These rifles are known for their unfailing ability to cycle ammunition and can be easily customized. They are also readily available and cheap, as they are heavy, long, and not as easily reloaded as some modern semiotic rifles. They are only really prized by collectors and survivalists. And it's also just a fun gun! (laughs) Well,
1: well, in all seriousness, this is one of the most... Kaliznikov, the man, designed some of the, if not most of the, most heavily and mass-produced weapons in human history. Like, the AK-47 is on the top of the list of the most produced yeah. weapons in human history. Like, there there have been perhaps, I won't say billions, but potentially multi-million items of this particular gun. There are units out there sitting in boxes made 60 years ago that haven't seen the light of day since. Yeah, That's how many there are. Anybody can... If you know where to look, you can get one of these. I'm not going to say anybody can get one, but they're around and they're accessible because they're yeah. just so damn. Now that's dense. the
0: thing. The uh, the SKS is is first of all, it's not an automatic firearm at all. It it can't oh. even. I, you would have to dig in really hard and do some heavy, heavy, hardware level modification to make it shoot with any speed right. whatsoever.
1: And that's and that's exactly. illegal on the federal level anyway. It, that's uh, exactly. That's- and
0: it is. It's the SKS. I'm sure there's some modder out there who's cut it and 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 you know slapped on you know custom parts and shit like that and tried to make an automatic SKS. But it's not gonna be the kind of thing that that just a dude's
1: gonna be able to do. No, you're not just gonna go exactly. down to the pawn shop and, and pick these one
0: of those things guys. are these things again. They're they're semi-automatic. They're really kind of difficult to reload. Um, they're not... They are really reliable, but they are not especially easy to shoot, I would say. As far as, like, if you're trying to shoot at people, it's not like a spray-and-pray type weapon. This is a...
1: This, this is a you need familiarity with. This man has probably had this gun for quite some time. It's hung above his bed or in his living room on the wherever it may be.
0: It's a gun that's you actually have to aim to hit a target with this gun. This isn't, again, this is not a spray and pray rifle. This is this is a gun that you have to, this is a firearm that you have to aim in order to hit anything. And so the, the all of these assault weapons bans and shit like that wouldn't touch the SKS anyway.
1: No, not at all because they don't look the manner that right. an AR-15 looks. They don't look They don't got a rail on them. It's 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 got it's got a wooden stock. No, that's not an assault rifle. It's, it's got iron sights, not a red dot scope. Yep. It's it's not an assault rifle. That that took out Bambi's mom. Yeah. That's not an assault rifle. Ah,
0: oh, it just blows me away. And it's the willing ignorance that 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 gets to
1: me. Oh yes, it's. Uh... It's really fun to watch and really sad to experience.
0: Okay, so moving on. You ready for some censorship, man?
1: Oh, boy, do I uh, love it. let
0: uh, Did you see this uh, from the uh, Hit and Run blog on Reason? About...
1: No, you're actually... Okay, well, Theresa uh, May, the May after
0: there. the London attack, Theresa May came out and said that uh, censoring the Internet's what we need to do to keep this shit from happening. So, uh, uh, Theresa May's call for internet censorship isn't limited to fighting terrorism. Uh, From this article, you'd think Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg himself was the driver of the van that plowed into pedestrians on London Bridge Saturday, the way UK Prime Minister Theresa May is talking about the attack. He isn't, but everybody across the world, not just the United Kingdom, needs to pay close attention to how many to how May wants to respond to the assault. May believes the problem is you and your silly insistence that you be permitted to speak your mind and to look at whatever you want on the internet. She means to stop you. And her attitude toward government control of internet speech is shared by President Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. So what she's trying to sell isn't isolated to her own citizenry. In a speech in the wake of this weekend's attack, of course, this was written, you know, the week after the attack. In a speech in the wake of this weekend's attack, May called flat out for government authority to censor and control what people can see across the internet. Quote, we cannot allow this ideology the safe space it needs to breed. Yet that that is precisely what the internet and the big companies that provide internet-based services provide. We need to work with allied democratic governments to reach international agreements to regulate cyberspace and to prevent the spread of extremist and terrorism planning. Note that May appears to be trying to narrowly pitch a regulatory regime that focuses entirely on censoring speech by terrorists. One might argue that even America's First Amendment would not protect such speech since such communications involve planning violence against others. But May and the Tories really want to propose a much broader censorship over the Internet, and they know it. May is using fear of terrorism to sell government control over private online speech. The Tories' manifesto for the upcoming election makes it pretty clear that they're looking to control communication on the internet in ways that have absolutely nothing to do with fighting terrorism. The manifesto doesn't seem to acknowledge the difference between speech and activity. Uh, The United Kingdom has some very heavy content-based censorship of pornography that presumes to police what sorts of sexual fantasies are acceptable among its populace. Reasons Elizabeth Nolan Brown has written repeatedly about the British government's nannying tendencies in trying to suppress pornography. In a manner similar to the censorship push, May and the British government told the investigatory powers act or sold the investigatory powers act, also known as the Snoopers Charter, to the public as a mechanism to fight terrorism, but the massive legislation now in place as law actually demands that internet companies store users' online data to investigate all sorts of activities that have nothing to do with terrorism at all. So be warned, this isn't even a slippery slope risk that a government claims the authority to censor terrorist communications might broaden that scope to other areas. May and her government already want these broader powers. They're just using fear of terrorism to sell the idea.
1: Yes. So yeah, two things. One one recurring theme here: sensationalism. It seems we talk about this every yep. time we get on screens together. And, and then two, you cannot regulate zeros and ones. Because zeros and ones are flowing like water and they're always yep. gonna find the path least resistant. There's nothing else about it. You can try and keep people from talking shit on the internet, but we all know they're just gonna create somewhere else with zeros and ones to talk shit. That's there's, exactly right.
0: The, it doesn't matter what no regulations other, you put in place.
1: The only way to not have it is to get rid of all of it, and nobody's gonna let the whole country exactly not right. have internet.
0: And that's the that's the thing, is that the internet will always route around Whatever um, whatever restrictions you put on it. Whatever restrictions you put on the internet, the oh, internet uh, will
1: router it. Yeah. Another thing, Truth, May, does she really get the internet? I know she's 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 a mature person. And and she's been around a while, she's seen some things. That doesn't mean she understands the internet. No. I don't
0: even think, I don't even really think I it's a age even,
1: thing. Like yeah, I, 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 in my
0: experience, works. most people in politics have no fucking clue how the internet actually works.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. And, uh, Instead of investigating, they yeah. Well, like that's it what they're in it. the business
0: of, man. They don't. They don't care what the technology actually is. They don't care how it actually works. All they're interested in is controlling it for either their own profit or for the profit of some organization that's behind them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, this uh, kind of ties in. Theresa May wants this uh, international. You know, control of the internet to keep people from saying things that she doesn't like people to say. And German Chancellor Angela Merkel has said something similar very recently. This is from Reuters. Germany's Merkel says digital world needs global rules. German Chancellor Angela Merkel said on Saturday that the digital world needs regulations like those that exist for financial markets in the G20 and for trade under the World Trade Organization. Global policymakers are facing uncharted territory as emerging technologies open new frontiers for regulation with the inter-networking of smart devices and trends in the automation of factories, dubbed Industry 4.0 by German politicians. We still have no international rules, Merkel said alongside Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto during a visit to Mexico City, stressing that there were important security concerns without common standards. Otherwise, some provider could emerge, that's an island, and from which things could be done relevant to security that could destroy the entire system— on this question of the rules-based handling of it, we are still right at the start. Germany wants to use its presidency of the group of the of twenty major economies to develop a concrete plan on digital policy at a summit on in July. Merkel pointed to an agreement by G twenty nations to fight cyber attacks on the global banking system.
1: Well, I mean, we can all agree that nobody wants to get their bank account hacked, but if you can't go in there and talk shit about the, you know, if you can't. Express yourself freely enough to where you vent in some form or fashion. If you vent on the internet, some people do, some people don't. The internet can't be somewhere with a ton of well, real the life. They're, they're closing
0: in on both sides. You've got you've got Teresa May yeah. Oh, yeah. closing in on the speech, the free speech side of things, and you have Angela Merkel over here closing in on the more technical side of things, where. Angela Merkel would be the person who would want VPNs to be illegal, and Theresa May would be the person who doesn't want you to say bad things over that VPN, right? So these people, if, if they get their way, they're going to have control of the Internet on both sides, and then they can just squeeze.
1: Well, okay, so say they get this. What does the Internet look like? Does it look like Nixon's redacted <laughs> no, documents the, the internet, are
0: it depends because there are already systems that are being put in place that use end-to-end encryption, mesh networking, peer-to-peer networking, things like that, where at this point, the technology is already in too many people's hands who care about freedom and freedom of information and freedom of speech for them to ever effectively regulate. Well,
1: that's that's, that's a given yes. in, this, in this scenario. It's It's... Being the internet as it is, it is funny to really watch yeah. people try and fight it. At, at this point in time, there are enough people across the globe that are, uh, regardless of uh, location geographically or maybe other ideological realms, but they all really, really enjoy their privacy and being able to talk to other people anonymously. I, they're not going to start shutting down no, Torino's. They can't. We just know. They
0: do not ha- They can't effectively do it. That's the thing. If they want to pass those kinds of regulations, right. they're not going to be able to effectively regulate the internet up, um, at that level. There's already too many very smart people who hold freedom in such high regard that the internet at this point is going to be able to route around anything they try to do. Again, mesh networking, peer to peer networking, end to end encryption, it's already
1: happening. Uh, you know, and then we'll just get quantum computing on everybody's oh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm excited about that. I was listening to a little thing earlier about um about computers that are not using the oh crap I can't remember the architecture name ah whatever anyway they're built in a very in a different way such that there's no memory bus separating the processor from the memory itself and so the like the memory is on board the processing the, the processing unit itself and it and sort of it doesn't have to. It can hot swap memory and compute at insane speeds. I just, I'm fascinated by this stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, these last two stories are stories that you added to this uh, to this document here that I think look very interesting. So uh, tell me about Bill Maher, man.
1: Okay, so Bill Maher was in an interview, uh, being interviewed by I think a uh, senator from Nebraska, and they they exchanged pleasantries. I provided links to uh, to the video yeah. on on YouTube, and uh, he he said uh, he said something that was very insensitive. I won't repeat it. Yeah, but, I, I uh, we, we he yeah he we made well, we a mentioned this on the last show the too. Swallow. It wasn't
0: said. I want to make it very clear that what he said was. It was it was an offensive joke, like you know that that genre of joke. It was an offensive joke, but it was also not said with malice. It was said in in a very sort of um, it was a sidebar. It, it was a it was a throwaway thing.
1: Yeah. It, it was it was it was bad timing, poorly poor yeah. word choice for sure. Like it was just it was him being lazy with a very intense. Uh, statement is, is what it was. And if he had thought any more about it than what he did, he wouldn't have said. But in the context and in, in how he was reacting to yeah. the statements of the senator, I don't know what other joke he could have replaced that That's with. The thing is it's the a, it was, a,
0: it was, it was an, a, an offensive joke and, that and role, you can have it. an opinion on whether or not it was an appropriate joke to make. However, It was the most effective joke he could have made in
1: that moment. Well, Bill Maher having the professional personality that he does, he likes being edgy. He's a shock value guy sometimes. He definitely just thinks it gets under people's skins. Personally, I enjoy the shit out of that because I like hearing the extreme examples. I like people seeing getting riled up about information that smacks them across the cheek because they don't get it otherwise. But the positive side of this story is, is he took this negative social sphere and he gave people a voice with it. Ice Cube came on his show and sort of broke it down. And and he said it very eloquently. So he took this negative social sphere and turned it into a place uh, that was then inhabited by a positive message about, about the word and uh, how, how a certain community related to that word. Would prefer it be used or not used yeah. or operated around. Uh, I think, out of, you know, since I've understood what racial tension is as a human being and questioned things and about how different groups of people interact with each other, just period, I haven't heard a more poignant explanation about why some words are better than others to be well, used. Well, that's
0: the thing. Period. And, and you, you, so. you said on here that this was the most sincere response possible. I do want to. Uh, Just for the sake of the discussion, I do want to give sort of a more cynical outlook on the thing. It could be very possible when somebody would say... Now, I personally don't know. I'm not making a judgment either way, but this did occur to me. That if you were a more cynical person, you could read the following couple of days of his show with people coming on and telling him why that was inappropriate and stuff like that. As him begging people not to publicly shame him out of his job.
1: Uh, he, well, see, yes, yes. Uh, I, I won't disagree that he did a little saving face. He did formally apologize on his show yeah, when yeah. he had Ice Cube on the. I'm panel not. Like, I'm not
0: saying that. I don't know yeah. I don't know his emotional state. I don't know what he's thinking. So it, it could be, like you said, it could be super sincere and all that, and that's fine. That that would well, be, in fact, better. But the cynical angle exists. Well, he
1: didn't. He didn't have to with knowledge on the topic of uh, 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 a platform to speak about it after he inadvertently dipped his toe in the water in yeah. some form or fashion here. He could have just said, you know what, I said it, fuck it, let's get over it, and I'm not going to worry about it anymore. But he gave someone that has a very strong opinion yeah. and a good platform themselves a place to come speak to mind, which I think is a really uh, a really positive sure, thing. to do. Sure, to absolutely. Topic,
0: and that's so. the thing, too, is this is uh, – now yeah. this – I don't – I am not the kind of again. I see. I I do not agree with curtailing speech, in in any sense. Right. So I'm glad of the outcome of this. I'm I'm glad that he had people on that that they talked about it instead of him getting fucking fired by HBO because of the shit that went. On. The. That,
1: he he's in a tight spot with his career now because he's developing a show, another show with HBO, to my understanding. So. This kind of raw feedback was not yeah, exactly, and, and that's the
0: kind of thing that that's the kind of thing that bothers me. Though I don't think that it's super sketchy. Look, he's a he's a comedian, right? That's his that is his primary job. His show isn't even isn't a news show; it's a comedy show, right? And that was also true of uh, you know, sorry, that's true of Trevor Noah now. It's true of, it was true of Jon Stewart before. Um, like, all, like, these are not news shows, these are comedy shows. And comedians, I'm, I, I, people say this about comedians as though comedians are special in this way. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think this applies to everybody. But just to make the argument, comedians exist in a, in a unique position where pushing boundaries is their job.
1: Yeah, they definitely have to be that mirror for society, even though the mirror is, is showing you things you're not always really exactly. you know, pleased by seeing. And that's, I would agree that that's their job. But it's also uh, required by anyone that hears a comedian's message to take yeah. it with a grain of salt because they're coming from a position of like yeah. half satire, at least. And that's
0: the thing Is, is, is at what yeah. point does, at what point. Does a joke become serious enough to warrant the kind of reaction that what Bill Mar said got?
1: I Well, it's 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 when a lot of people forget that humor exists yeah. and decide to be a yeah, uh, even though you have to recognize it as such. Like it's a it's a joke in poor taste, but yeah, it is a joke And jokes in poor, in poor taste,
0: way. in my opinion, are some of the best jokes. Like those are those are incredible. They're
1: definitely bad jokes. <laughs> you can't lie about it.
0: Um, Have you read the book, So You've Been Publicly Shamed?
1: No, but it sounds like one I should have read.
0: It's been really making the rounds uh, among people who value um, freedom of speech a lot. And it's written by John Ronson, and one of the kind of backbone stories in it is about... um, Oh, let me find the name... Oh, goodness. Justine Sacco. The story about Justine Sacco. Where she was was on a plane, and she was flying to Africa, some African nation. I don't know which one, because I don't care that much. She was flying to Africa, and she sent out a tweet before the plane left that said, On my way to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding, I'm white. And then... (laughs) She flies there, and by the time she lands, she's lost her job. She's being publicly berated by millions, and she's a national news story.
1: That, that is also exactly. a joke in she, tech.
0: She Her life was destroyed because of a single tweet that she sent out. And she sent it out to, at, at the beginning, 170-something followers.
1: Oh and then, oh, and then how much did it, it snowball? please
0: And she she again her, her life was destroyed
1: telling me, a joke on the oh, internet yeah. went viral <laughs> Oh no <laughs> But that's how the thing is this happened.
0: book is this this book is about um how much public shaming there is on the internet and how it destroys lives that it's it, in, in a very unjust way and I was worried about that happening to oh, Bill no. when when he made that joke, and I, I was and I saw the reaction to it. I was really worried about that happening to
1: him. I mean that that backlash is sadly is. pretty darn common. Not that uh, not at the very least the man could lose some fans, and that's probably the most appropriate reaction. But there's yeah. no reason the conference said we yeah, all make
0: that. And I think in this current climate of social justice and all that other stuff, it's. It's, it's getting more and more punishing to make a bad decision, which is
1: why... Well, it's, I think people are more eager to uh, to chase you down for minor things now. Like, they're really trying to prosecute a person, really trying to persecute, really trying to damage you if, if you strike a nerve that they feel strongly enough to get off their couch. Or no, they don't uh, get off the couch. They, they stay on the couch. <laughs> well, they definitely <laughs> stay on the couch, but they're motivated enough to walk to the kitchen and get their picket signed. You know, it doesn't happen that often, but they're just as willing to sit there and cause a social uproar that really, really just it berates a person and breaks them down in a way that they don't really deserve. Like now, if Bill Maher had lost his job and lost all of his stuff, he'd have been just fine because he's a rich man. He's done well for himself with his craft. But this lady, would she have been okay? Probably not. I mean, she would have went back Maybe not paid rent. Yeah. Who knows? But it could I don't I don't think that those consequences are justified by one's actions, especially if she was just stupid enough to hit sin on well, a really bad joke. Like is it in Yes and and don't get me wrong, she should be she should probably be shamed for making a bad joke. But there's no reason she should lose the roof over her exactly head or right. livelihood. Like,
0: I don't understand this new sort of kind of cultural fascism that's taken over where the chilling effect on speech isn't coming from government the chilling ex- effect on speech is coming from any asshole on the internet and and it's it's possible for your life to be ruined by some dick on the internet because he either in the worst case, dis- disagrees with your opinion, politically or otherwise, or thinks that the joke you made wasn't What's appropriate. Not one dick on the internet,
1: it's a bag <laughs> of dicks on right. the internet. It's, like, it's all of them. Because everyone, it's, uh, you know, the, the the dumbest people usually speak the loudest, and there's a lot of them on the internet. And I, and I think I think sometimes that those voices snowball enough to maybe guilt trip into yeah. people making unhealthy decisions.
0: So, you, uh, and, and uh, this kind of ties into what, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say it here in a minute. There's a, uh, there's a beautiful quote from the Guar Twitter in this next story here. But, um, what's this, uh, <laughs> what's this next story, my friend?
1: Man, this next story is all about Kathy Griffin and her bad joke. Now, she, uh, she posed a picture of her with a, a bloody, bloody head of Donald Trump. I don't think this story would have gotten near much attention if uh, if it didn't play out the way it did. Sure, they, there have definitely been other entities in entertainment that have brandished severed heads of presidents and not and not this degree of backlash has happened. Now, I'll, I'll talk more about it in a second. But apparently, Baron Trump saw this and, and he had a hard day Oh no, he's ten. He should know this is a joke. So uh, he and then Trump tweeted about that, and and Kathy Griffin all of a sudden trying to play the victim after after a very seemingly making it about apology. gender
0: too, which pisses me off.
1: Well, see now, look, if I was if I was Kathy Griffin or Bill Maher, fucking apology. It's my job yeah, to make people upset. I agree. So so that that's a whole other issue. I, I, I don't even want to get into it because I just wouldn't, I would, I'm would i not going to entertain the topic. But uh, she instantly turned to her, you know, flopped down on her back, put her paws up and said, alright, I'm the victim here. Here's my belly. I'm going to blame everybody but myself. And, and she, I, and of all the news I've read about it, she she apologized. But it was never like, you know what? That was a bad joke. And as a professional comedian, I just I, they can't all be golden, but you know, I'm really, I really, I'm not yeah. a fan of that one now that it's out, but she, she went, you know, all she, she pulled every social string she could. And like now it's just a steamy yeah. pile of social mess and there's, there's no room for that, man. It's, she's making a mountain out of a molehill. And, and the fact that Guar did this like four years ago, it was, mm-hmm. it was a while back and, um, I you know I didn't even know about it until this happened, but the pictures and the tweets and the videos they're all there, and so it's not like she did this in in some original fashion and was the first one to piss people off with with the the imagery of a severed president's yeah, bloody yeah. face. Yeah, I want
0: to like, read this quote from the uh, I, from the from the lawyer. It's amazing. It's okay, and first okay the, the the main the thing that bothers me about this a lot is um that it makes it into a gender thing? Like, somehow people are more mad at her because she's got a vagina? Okay, so... They really try. Uh, She says, uh, many male artists have created far more disturbing imagery. A Marilyn Manson music video shows him beheading a Trump figure. The band Municipal Waste has an image of Trump with a bloody gunshot to his head on a band t-shirt. The band Guar has violent images like this of president after president for years. They're all just considered bad boys. Unlike these male artists, Kathy apologized. Unlike these male artists, Kathy has endured the most powerful man in America and his family using their family to target her and her employees. After she apologized,
1: she just flopped on her back, man. That's, yeah, just you, like. But here's the thing: I love
0: the fact that the lawyer didn't say Guar, which is how you say that band's name. The lawyer called the band yeah. Gwar.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I read that. You know, when I was when I was looking through the article, I read that, and I was just like, wait a minute. That didn't play in my head the way I expected it to sound. Yeah, like there are too many periods here, and that poor guy, that poor guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and assume he is a male and he's never <laughs> been to a rock show. It's,
0: it's hilarious, I love it. The um, oh Jesus fuck, this 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 thing. First of all, the fact that they're bringing up municipal waste, I'm just like, fuck yeah,
1: man. <laughs> the the fact that in, in, in <laughs> national media. Like I wonder how much I album know. sales went up this week? Do they about capitating presidents on a municipal <laughs> waste? <laughs> it. Give it. To like I've seen municipal waste in concert. I really enjoyed it. It's a great show. But I'll be damned if somebody just saw that. With
0: like <laughs> five I day. love municipal waste, and that's the thing that that's the thing that this this is so great to me because it's people. Th- this whole subculture, the entire metal subculture, is a thing that these people obviously don't fucking understand. (laughs)
1: They don't get it. They barely
0: know it exists. And so just talking about Municipal Waste and GWAR,
1: and I just don't... Well, when I saw Municipal Waste, they were on tour with uh, another band called Dying Fetus. I love Dying Fetus. (laughs) how, How ridiculously... How goofy is, are they going to make this? Because this is all pretty much pure entertainment value all the way around, except for her bad joke. Like This is stuff that happens on stage at concerts when people are pushing all against people time. and having a grand old time, not just like yeah, a straight Exactly,
0: up. and that's the thing. I love you know, this tweet.
1: There's far there less for her for her actions in this, than there is for everyone yeah. else's. By example I
0: love there. this this post here. It says Guar doesn't. Oh, it's a Facebook post. Guar doesn't apologize. Period. Ever. Period. And followed yeah, by no. a video and they, and they, of one of the band no. members holding the same thing Kathy was holding.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's fussing about how they did it a long time ago, and he's got he's got Barack Obama's head there, like slightly mm-hmm. off screen. He reached down, grabs it, and then. And then there's like an alien's head sitting yep, in the chair yep. next to him and he grabs that too. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, we're just all inclusive <laughs> around here. We can <laughs> decapitate everybody.
0: That's a, I, I, they just don't
1: so get it. it. It's the thing that he's like, oh, well, this yep. is normal for us, making these kind of statements. You were you, you out of depth as a comedian.
0: Well, and and they're like out of their depth. Joke. I don't even know if it's the joke. They're out of their depth trying to bring up these bands and this subculture that they don't understand to justify their shitty decision-making. Oh, totally. If,
1: if, they, uh, if they'd actually been to the place and see the thing, it would know just about everybody that sees a decapitated president's head on stage in a metal show is either laughing or moshing, exactly. and both of those are positive And that's reactions. the thing.
0: I don't... I mean, look, this is very analogous to the Bill Maher thing. And I don't know why the response was so different because I would have expected the exact opposite. I would have expected Maher to get fucking destroyed and Kathy Griffin to be celebrated. I would have expected that.
1: Well, if let's let's look at the timing here. So if this had been going on, like if Bill Maher said that during the Freddie Gray bullshit that happened in Baltimore, the reaction probably would have been a little bit different. But I think that that social sphere and then the political sphere we have right now and how people act in society about that has driven a much more, um, a much more illicit reaction to, uh, to her than, than Bill because racism, you know, it's been around for a while, but making fun of Donald Trump... That's that's a whole new yeah, ball game now. I know, it's, I, I,
0: it's it's one of those things. I really was surprised by these outcomes, and, and it's it's I don't know. I, and I think of the Kathy Griffin thing the same way that I think of the Bill Maher thing. It's it's a fucking joke. Get over it. Like that's my that's my general take on anytime anybody's offended is get over it.
1: Use your words.
0: Use your words. <laughs>
1: I really dislike seeing comedians apologize. It, does. it breaks my heart. And a it's little bit. It it's really one of those
0: things really... where I mean it was like this. And and I take I choose to take the 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 guar angle on this. It's like I don't really give a shit, but I'm not apologizing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean if you don't understand that it is either satire or humor from a group that wears giant like foam rubber outfits and covers the crowd in semen and <laughs> yeah. murders Hitler on stage. What other context do you need to know or need to see that to get that they're really not taking well, themselves that serious. serious? Even
0: if it is serious political speech, like, um, the, uh, oh, Julius Caesar play that's going on right now, um... That's very serious political speech. They're choosing that outlet to make a political point. And that, to me, is to be valued and protected. And there are people people who think I'm some sort of Trump supporter. I'm not. Um, There are people who think I am who expect that I would not want that to happen, but that's not the case. I am for speech in almost every context, and the... I don't care if it's Kathy Griffin with a head, or if it's Bill Maher making a joke that's that some would consider inappropriate, or if it's you know Julius Caesar replacing Julius Caesar with Donald Trump. I don't care. It, it ex- expression in, in any form should I be agree.
1: protected. People shouldn't be scared to open their mouth for any reason. And that's the issue is when
0: when you have these kinds of cultural fascist movements going on where you're not allowed to say that. It's... It does. It it makes people afraid to speak. And and it waters down the discourse such that...
1: Well, if if people were also being shamed uh, appropriately, it it wouldn't be the culture fuck fuck it is right now. Like, you get 170 people saying that that tweet was a bad joke, you should probably not say shit like that, then you know, well, I kind of fucked up, my bad. But if if you say something, and then you lose your job, and then your show goes tank, and then you get fired from the network, and then, you know, you're just blacklisted somewhere, Probably not exactly. an appropriate if,
0: if, if people were just like... If Kathy Griffin's thing came up and then people were just like, Jesus, fuck, really? That's not really appropriate, is it? And Kathy Griffin was like, yeah, yeah I guess uh,
1: Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You're right. That was a bad joke. Like, you don't ever have to apologize. Just say yeah. you did something poorly yeah, because cool. that's your craft. You know, a, a carpenter would never really apologize for making a table that yeah. rocks ever so slightly. Yeah. He would just... And and by saying that's a poor table here, yeah, and
0: that's the thing. People can't just people can't just calm the fuck down long enough. Long enough to realize that this shit doesn't actually fucking matter.
1: (laughs) seven, Seven billion people on this planet, man. And trying to be one singular human and then taking seven billion people humans worth of bullshit just doesn't work. The math is lopsided in some way that doesn't <laughs> yep. turn out well for you yep. or yourself or you will if you try to keep up with this yeah. seven billion people worth of shit. It
0: doesn't if you're trying to give a shit about everybody there's, else, there's, you're not going to lead any life that's worth leading. And that's the thing, no, I, and I made this point no. too. the The human mind came to be in an environment where – we had like 30, 50 people that we actually gave a shit about, the kind of tribal mind that we have.
1: Yeah, uh dead laws member, yeah, what it, number of people you can actually people, maintain a,
0: a social plus. connection with? Yeah. There's a, that's the thing, is you, yeah. the, you, there is a, there is an actual real yeah. limit to the amount of give a shit the human mind is capable of. There is, there is an act, there, oh, yeah. the amount of care that you have in your head is finite, and I make this point when I say that nobody's really super happy about the working conditions in the Chinese factory that gave me this. But
1: I've still got right. it,
0: which means I don't really care. Now, fair
1: enough. not of like, exactly. reasonable alternative. Either. That's the thing.
0: Is like there's. It tells me that I don't really care all that much. Nobody would say it's good. But at the same time, the, the ability to care for the human mind is finite to the point that I'm more concerned about other things.
1: Yeah, there's you, you get to a point where you're with people and then you say, fuck it, I'm tired of people. And everybody does that. And you can only do it with generally the people you immediately sound, surround yourself with, whether it be... You know, friends you've got over social media or whether it be your immediate friends and family you have here, the ones you choose to have around in your life, you start stretching those bounds and you start pushing those things in orders of magnitude away from the center that is you. It gets really, really hard to care about some dude that might jump off a roof of a manufacturing exactly factory facility right. okay. in that That's not saying that's yeah. a bad thing or it shouldn't be that way. That's just how human nature is when that's you're exactly so far right. and It, is. From it is
0: absolutely natural. We do not have the capacity to care about that shit. We just don't. We physically don't have it. And it's it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to have a bleeding heart for every little that's, thing. That's cool. That's, cool. Yeah. that's exactly right. That's go. Oh, right, man. Is there anything else you wanted to cover?
1: Oh, was that the last that, thing? Bad jokes? I guess, that, that's that's we, uh, I guess
0: that's where we ended off.
1: That's where we ended off. Well Glory, that's what's in a bad joke. Uh, I, there's nothing uh, nothing too exciting other than uh, you know, making my prints available for uh you All right, know, well, well, throw me personally. throw me some links, throw me uh, some stuff, throw me some URLs and usernames. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna be doing a live painting uh, Friday here in Knoxville, at my buddy's show. DJ Cheers, cheers to the summer at the Bird House. I'm going to be doing a live painting there while uh, my buddy Andrew there plays a, uh, plays a DJ set and one of the local art and music sort of when communal spaces in North Knoxville.
0: This Friday.
1: It's this Friday. So be this Friday night, you will catch me live, probably on my personal Facebook, uh, painting and such with some electronic dance music.
0: That's Friday, the, uh, that's the 23rd. It'll be... Awesome.
1: Cool. Yeah. And uh, it'll be a mashup of things. I'll be painting some pretty geometry. I'm sure that'll be music and bass and lights yes. and pretty colors. And then uh, and then beyond that, man, I've just got my, my social media outlets, Ginger Extraordinaire and The Twisted Wrist on Instagram and The Twisted Wrist on Etsy if you want to catch my art. Or you can message me directly and not have to deal with that Etsy bullshit.
0: That's excellent, man. Um, The Twisted Wrist, The Twisted Wrist.
1: The Twisted Wrist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not geometric okay. art, neither of them. Um, is bad. Well, uh,
0: do you still operate your tumbler?
1: Uh, for the most part, yeah. I still I try to keep my, my art tumbler up to date, more or less, with the Instagram. But I do a little bit less frequent, just large jumps of in-progress shots of a lot of my work. And that is uh, redzacharycompositions.tumblr.com.
0: Cool, 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 cool.
1: My, it's more of my photography is on there as well, outside of cars, because on my Etsy it's just car yeah. shots and Jim. Oh, I, so. I
0: wanted to.
1: S- that's that's, that's, that's yes.
0: a- I wanted to say on. Uh, you can find this show and other shows on a i r a d dot i o. You can find me at Dean Wisner. On Instagram and on Twitter, and I wanted—I had this idea that I'm going to start doing. I think, and I'm sure it's not an original idea on my part. But I listen to a lot of donation-supported podcasts, and what I tend to do is throw some money like their way when I get some money to throw their way. You know, um, what I think I'm going to start yeah. doing is this. I've—I've I've laid out a budget for. I based it on the price of HBO now. And I listed the uh, donation-supported podcasts that I listened to. Um, I listed those out, and then I ordered them by frequency that I listened to them. You know, however many times a week I listened to one of their episodes. And then I parceled out $14.99, $15. I parceled out between each of these shows based on the frequency that I listened to them. The ones I listened to more got more of it. The ones I listened to less got less of it. And I parceled that out, so what I'm going to start doing here with this next paycheck is I'm going to subscribe to these things and do the monthly donation thing of the price of an HBO Now subscription going toward the podcasts that I listen to that are
1: donation-supported. And So you're basically taking this this pool of monies and saying, out of the frequency of items that I listen to, I'm going to yeah, distribute exactly. the money and, and
0: I And I did it actually... Fairly proportionally, if you broke it down mathematically to the like, number of episodes that I listen to, it's, it's fairly proportional, actually, to how much I listen versus how much of that $15 that they got.
1: Are you doing, are you doing it per episode Lovely. or by hour? So it's just
0: it like as if I was paying okay. for a streaming service. Just like if, if I was paying for HBO okay. Now or Showtime or Netflix or Hulu or whatever, just this monthly $15 goes to my podcast subscription service, you know? Um, you know, that's all that's all just going to go to their Patreons or whatever it is that they use.
1: Where, where yeah, exactly. Receive
0: and so that's how I've chosen to kind of do that. And I say that because I think, number one, it's a really effective way to donate and support independent content. And I think it's also a a it's a way that kind of has parity with like, you know, how, how you get your other entertainment, your Netflix, your Hulus and stuff like that. It's a monthly subscription, you know, 10 to 20 bucks, you know, goes to these services and stuff. So, you know, treating your podcast like a service, maybe you donate and stuff like that. I say all of this to try and convince listeners Maybe donate that way to this show and other independent podcasts that you find on AIRAD.io or elsewhere around the internet. Like uh No Agenda Show is a good one, ice cream social is a good one, um, Daily Tech News Show, Night Attack, all these great shows that are all donation supported. Uh count us among them if you feel like it. I don't think we're worthy necessarily, but please, uh, you know, if you if you if you feel the need, if you feel the uh the drive to do it. Uh, Include us in your subscription for your podcasts. And uh, that's what helps us stay independent. And that's what helps me do the actual show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I would like to point out that there is a distinct lack of Mm -hmm. ad and commercials here. And I really. Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts. I don't have to listen to 15 minutes of you talking (laughs) about something, but days. Vitamin supplements, whatever the hell. I don't Butter have to pills. listen to it. I'm happy about that. Boner pills, bidets. Bidets is a good one. Uh, underwear. underwear. It That's is. A Why? big podcast Why? Why are so many? I don't do underwear. Food delivery services, underwear, things that clean your ass, and boner pills and nutritional supplements. Those are all really, really annoying it's like I'm Joe Rogan with his
0: right coffee, there. always with the coffee
1: going to go there but yeah yeah caveman <laughs> coffee it's got mp oil and and <laughs> love it.
0: oh god yeah and, and there are rewards there and are reward the levels for... i love it the
1: yeah, the front, exactly. really just i
0: actually have joe rogan's show set to start a certain depth into the show <laughs> like i skip the whole first minute and a half of the yeah. show before it actually starts <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Ari, Ari, figure does just excellent introductions. He just sort of gets onto the topic and rants for a minute, and mm-hmm. then he cuts to the whole interview. Um, so it's great after that, and he yeah, saves exactly. All that, he has- uh, and there
0: are reward levels for your donation. Uh, you can get stickers. You can get stickers. Yeah, stickers. Right. <laughs> oh, I think it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I haven't had the donation at that level yet. I think I'm gonna lower it to. I need to rejigger the way my rewards are set up because uh, they're not.
1: I, I'm doing Patreon. Yeah. I'm, I'm I need to move to Patreon.
0: It. Actually, I was I'm using PayPal, but I need to just switch over to Patreon because I'm on a I'm on a regular enough schedule that I feel comfortable doing Patreon. I didn't feel comfortable doing it when me releasing shows yeah. was really off and on and half and haphazard.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely if you've got good serialized Absolutely. content. So it's I'm a thinking good about platform.
0: doing it that way and. uh So I'll just rebuild that Patreon and put those rewards on there. And uh, then I'll have to order some stickers if somebody donates on that level. But, um, all right. So that's pretty much that, I think. Is that everything? Yeah. Yeah, we we didn't call that fact though. Great. All right, excellent. Okay, so this is Ginger Extraordinaire, Thomas, Zachary, and the Twisted Wrist and all that other wonderful, wonderful stuff. I am at Dean Wisner on... Pretty much everything. uh, Except Facebook, because fuck Facebook. Um, (laughs) uh, Thank you all for listening, and uh, I'll definitely be having you back on again, Thomas. Sounds
1: good to me, man. Let me know.
0: Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you again very soon. Welcome to AIR, Alternative Internet Radio. We are the podcast network that brings you listener-supported podcasts. Every show on this network is supported exclusively by their creators and their listeners. There are no ads on this network. That means the podcast is the product, not you. And remember, Air is always looking for new shows. If you've got a podcast, or you want to start a podcast, and you feel like you would fit well with our family, then what are you waiting for? Send us an email. Our address is admin at a i r a d dot i o. That's admin at a i radio. Hey!